kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. From the deep south, or as they call us here, the Sunshine State, I bid you good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be. This is Skywatchers Radio. I'm Angel. He's Alan. Together we're proud to announce tonight we will have with us Mr. Tim Schwartz is going to join us in the first hour. And Alan, how the heck are you doing? Are you excited to have Tim Schwartz? I am amazingly excited, but I just The Schwartz is going to be with us tonight. Mm, good it is, feel it will. Yes. We're going to have Tim Schwartz, Mr. Conspiracy Journal himself, and of course he's one of the co-hosts on The Outer Edge Radio, which is heard on PSN Radio every week. Um, good show, by the way. So, Alan, how you been, man? How's uh, your, week, your week been? Uh, it's been nice to relax. I don't have a show this weekend, so... Uh, I get to relax and enjoy and see what kind of trouble I can get myself into. Uh, in in your back home, you're in the sunshine state, as they like to call us, right? Yes, yes, yes. But I wouldn't say the way you said that we're in the deep south. I mean, you're in Miami. We always crack the joke. It's the only place you got to go north to get to the real south. Right. Okay, well, too much of a pause there. Come on, say something. No, the thing is your your uh, connection is like popping. And... Really? I, I, I honestly don't know why. I don't have any real bandwidth issues on my side, but uh, maybe it's on your side. You're insane. No, this is definitely not on my side. But anyway, uh, we're going to have a packed show tonight. We have Tim Schwartz, like I said, coming up in the uh, next few minutes. Uh, then we have our guest in the second hour, Miss Erica, and I'm, I'm probably going to get this wrong, so I'm going to apologize for now, Erica. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. We'll just but... use her last initial if you can't pronounce her name. That's a good idea. The way I don't yeah. sound like a, you know like a jerk. Uh, Erica G will be with us. It. That's it. I, there think, we go. I think that's perfect right there. Absolutely. What time so, does she come in when join us today? She's going to join us in the second hour. She'll be here for uh, the midnight hour on oh, Skywatchers oh. Radio. Now Erica G is an experiencer, which includes a mass UFO sighting, multiple witnesses, close encounters, and over twelve hours of missing time. Uh-oh. I, 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 well, it might not be an oh, it might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing, you know. Not everybody has a bad experience. Well, actually, no, everybody does have a bad experience. Well, you know, uh, that's debatable, though. That's debatable because, look, you know, our good friend Travis Walton uh, didn't exactly necessarily have a bad experience. You know, he's actually come to terms with the possibility that he might have actually uh, been saved by um, these beings. Okay, now, okay, you want to go with that? Okay, fine. How many did? Aids did it take him to actually come to the conclusion it might not have been that bad of an experience? Well, well, you know what? He might have been thinking that early on, but you know, you know Travis is a very private man, and I'm sure yes, that I know. 
in the first couple of years, he didn't really want to get like all into the media and stuff like that. In fact, it was really hard for uh, Tracy Torme, the writer of Fire in the Sky, to get him to agree to let him write the story for the movie. And the original draft of that script, let me tell you folks uh, who, are listening, who are listening right now, who have seen this movie and love the movie, the original script for Fire in the Sky was so much better than what we actually got to see on the big screen. It was a lot closer to the real story that, that Travis wrote about in his book. And the actual true story, Alan, I know you know the story because you, you, know, you know Travis yeah. also personally. And the, the real story, what he wrote about in his book, is much more fascinating than what they actually portrayed in the movie i mean i felt cheated after i read his book and i saw the film and i was like you know when i was a kid and i saw this movie i was mesmerized i was like this guy went through all this stuff oh my god these aliens were so mean they poked and prodded and you know people were you know called liars and killers and then i read the book and i'm like wait a second the aliens uh actually and i came to the conclusion a couple years ago when i read the book that the aliens might actually save this life like you know it completely changes the the spectrum of what happened to Travis, and even Travis, like I said, he doesn't rule out that being a fact. Well, it's all a matter of perspective. That's what it boils down to. to tell the truth. It really does. It, it really does. It's. Uh, but again, look, a lot of people, of course, have the the whole. Oh, they abduct you and they probe you, and you know, there's the the whole stigma with the the uh, backside of the anatomy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The aliens are flying around Uranus. Right, correct, yes. And apparently they like to uh, land and, uh, you know, handle some business back there. Yes, they, they, they like to land in the craters of Uranus. Correct. That's, uh, that's and it. let's just say they, they explore deep inside the moons of Uranus also. <laughs> oh, yeah, I took it there. Uh, um, like, where's that 10-foot pole? Did you really need to go there? Yeah, yeah I went there. I went there, Alan. But, you know, uh, here's the thing. There's that stigma. But, the, you know, what is to say and who is to say and who is determined? Who wrote the book that says the aliens are, like, you know, these mean, you know, uh, beings that just want to kill us? I think, honestly, we're going to probably encounter a little bit of both. Good, some bad, some like E.T. that just want to phone home and get back to their tribe. Uh, and some that are and not so nice are, you know, like the uh, the Klingons or the uh, the Borg. Dun, hmm. dun, dun. Really? Okay, well, I, I mean, it's possible. Know. Maybe uh, Gene Rudenberry was a little bit closer to reality. Hey, hey, that's Roddenberry, not Rudenberry. Rod- Roddenberry. Wow. Hey, I'm Cuban. I, I get to slip and it's excused. You know that. No, it's not. There's no excuse for you being Cuban. Yes, it is. There is an excuse. My parents had sex in Cuba. That's you know that's the excuse right there. That's the only thing I got. Okay. And I'm rocking with that for the rest of the night. By the way. All right. Fine. We're not gonna. Uh, yeah, Let's I, not go I, any I, further into that. Yeah, I want to comment, but I'm going to choose not to for the sake of our listeners. Good job. This is a clean show and a family show right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio. I also want to thank uh, our good friends, by the way, uh, that are carrying us every week over at TalkStream Live, Bill Freeze and uh, all of them uh, helping us every week by posting our show over there. Thank you, guys, all our affiliates that uh, you know, hook up the show every week. Thank you. And, of course, everybody in chat and everybody who listens uh, through Shotcast and whatnot. And... Our good friends at Open Minds TV, who supply so many interesting news, and I know I sent you a couple articles, Alan, earlier yeah. on. Yeah, you did. And I know, I know you some saw them. Some of them I found interesting. Some of them I'm. Eh, it's again time for me to. We we have a five minute section of our show called "I Call Hoax." 
I think we should that would that would actually be a really cool thing. At the top of the hour, as you know, a little go back and forth somewhere at about eleven ten. Or actually, don't forget, you keep on forgetting. You're thanking everybody on the network, but keep on forgetting to mention we have a time shift coming up. Oh, that is correct. In fact, uh, you know, thank you for bringing that up before we get into uh, some news here. Thank you for bringing that up, my friend. Thanks. Uh, we do have a time shift coming up, and uh, actually word will come down from the head boss in charge, Mr. Keith Rowland himself. And my phone keeps going off, and I keep trying to stop it, and it just... Don't you just hate that when you're live on air and your phone's like, ding dong, the witch is dead. Wait, wait, anyway. wait. I, if your phone sounds like that, you definitely have issues. I do. Well, that's not neither. Okay. That's neither here nor there. But when word comes down, like I was trying to get to from our boss Keith Rowland here at Dark Matter Radio Network. Of course, you know I'm the boss at PSN Radio. But that's neither here nor there. When Keith lets us know uh, the date exactly that we can make the move, we are going to be moving to 1 a.m. overnight. And that, from my understanding, and by the way, that is Eastern Standard Time, which Correct. means that's yes. going to be what time on the West Coast? Let's see if you can do. Matthew giving you. Oh, come on now, really? <laughs> you left yourself open for it, man. Okay, oh, so dude, come on. 10 p.m. Yes, that's right. You're absolutely right. 10 dude, I, I, like, I'm not, like, I haven't been, like, doing all the artwork for this move already. Are you kidding me? Like, I know that, like, the back of my hand. Okay, fine, but what's it going to be on Hawaii? Do we have any listeners from Hawaii this time? No, now you're just messing with me. That's <laughs> not cool. As a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> you know why I'm What's, what's next? You? Australian time? Are you going to ask me that next, Mr. Wheeler? Huh, Mr. Yes, Wheeler? The, yes, yes, the koali bears got abducted by aliens because they had some eucalyptus. Man, your accents just get worse every week. You realize that? <laughs> uh, I'm doing that purposely for you. Oh, okay, good. Well, okay. Then it's okay. Then it's acceptable. I am goofing up my accents. Yes, you definitely are goofing up your accents and your internet. It's just uh, goofing up your whole night. Is it but, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of goofy. And this is this is in your house, man. You, you get better like reception when you're on the road. That's like weird. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I guess my girlfriend's kid must be playing uh, on the Xbox uh, with some that's sucking up some bandwidth. I don't know. Well, when we come back from break, uh, see if you can stop them. Okay, I could try. Yeah, so, you know, club him over the head if you have to with a baseball bat. I don't think she would be happy. Yeah, but at least you'll get some peace and quiet, you know, for the rest of the night. I don't hear anything because I got my headphones on while I'm talking to you. See, you're the uh, noisy guy. I would love for you to share, but that really isn't going to happen today. Believe me, when you hear the archive later, you're going to be like, Jackal was right. Okay, I will have to listen to it. By the way, and folks, you and, and you will actually, say it. You will say it because uh, it was said earlier this week on Future Theater with uh, Bill and Nancy Burns on air. Nancy Burns admitted once again that Angel was right about something, and so and I want you to admit it when you hear the archive and you hear yourself. You're going to be like, Angel was right. And by the way, I forgot to point out for everybody. Besides our archive on our own website, you know we now actually have a YouTube channel that you can actually hear our archive on as well, too. So you can actually subscribe to that, so every time we upload something, you can actually have it dropped and made aware. Of, you know, you guys can be made aware that what you couldn't listen to the night we were live because you didn't call in, uh, you can find on YouTube as well as on our own website. That is correct. In fact, to make it easy on everybody, just go to uh, skywatchersradio.com skywatchersradio.com and uh, you can find all our social media gathering right on the website it's very easy to navigate through I mean I've made that place really nice and simple 
to navigate through. So all the social media icons are right there, and uh, just uh, become friendly with us on everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, it's really, like I said, uh, you know, just a easy website. Have you, I know you've seen the website recently. Do you like the other uh, changes from what it was a, few, a couple months ago? Yeah, it's nice. It's a lot cleaner. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. I wish I knew exactly what you just said right now. I said uh, I'm. My- I have no idea. Okay, you can't hear me, or you're just not understanding me. A little bit of both. Okay, uh, I don't know. It is. I can hear you perfectly here. I don't know. Let's of course, because I got good connection. <laughs> okay, let me That's see if I is. unplug and replug in the microphone here. Oh boy, we're gonna lose him for a minute. Well, anyway, just uh, no, well, no, he I'm has back, his. I'm back. Te- see, have, have your technical issues for a second. Let me get to some news here before we go on break because we're just wasting too much time on this uh, jibber jabber. Uh, there's a couple of articles I did want to get to. One of them is uh, water in stardust suggests widespread life in the universe, and this is coming uh, coming to us from again from our friends at OpenMinds.tv. Now, since here, scientists have determined that stardust contains water, a discovery that suggests the universe is rife with life. Well, just because there's right. water doesn't mean there's actually, um, you know, minute particles of life in there as well, too. you got to realize that if it's traveling through space, we're dealing with sub, 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 zero temperature, which means that anything that did have a cellular wall would crystallize and break. And that's how water might be uh, formed. Now, although scientists have previously suggested that the dust grains floating through our solar system contained water, it has actually been detected for the first time in the results from a recent study, says here, a research team that includes John Bradley of uh, Lawrence Livermore in a national laboratory in California inspected the outer layer of an interplanetary dust particles collected from Earth's stratosphere. How the hell they did that? I'll never know. Using ultra-high-resolution microscopy, there you go, that's telling me right there, the team inspected a tiny speck of space dust and discovered pockets of water just just beneath the surface of it. Researchers uh, concluded the dust is mostly composed of this here, uh, silicates and oxygen-containing compound. So hmm. there you go. Interesting study from openminds.tv. You can read the rest of it. It's a really long article. But uh, the first time they, they actually uh, confirm that there is water in space. I find that more than interesting. But then again, we knew it was there anyway. If you right. Think it, because how many places have we realized that there's ice at the polar cap? It's it's funny, you know, there's a, a saying about how, you know, fish live in their dimension, and of course this is our dimension. Space could be, you know, it is kind of like another dimension. Space and time is a dimension in itself. But we're finding out that it's very different from whatever we have in our mind conceived for the last hundred years by the day. Mm, I mean, it, true. It, the, you know, the moment I think that man actually steps really far into, like, mm. outside the solar system and we can actually travel outside the solar system with our own eyes is going to be a lot different than anything we've conceived. Even, uh, you know, completely different than probably anything Gene Ruttenberry conceived. Probably. Right uh, yeah, yes, you it. said it right. Yeah. All right, good. Congratulations. You got it right this time. Woohoo! Uh, all right. Can I get a round of applause for that, uh, Petey? You know? Come on, give me a round of applause. All right, good job. Thank you. Thank you, Petey. <laughs> He's a little slow on the boards there tonight, Petey. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, we have, uh, let me see, another couple of stories I wanted to get to. This one by the Daily Mail. It's uh, dailymail.co.uk. And uh, okay. this is here. Uh, it's, uh, it says, it's like nothing we've ever seen before. Mystery deepens over jelly donut on Mars. 
on a Mars rock that appeared before the Opportunity rover. And now, I don't know if you saw the article that I sent you earlier, Alan, but uh, there's a before and after picture that shows uh, just, you know, a piece of uh, dirt, you know, a piece of, uh, you know, Mars, Mars surface. And it, the before shows, uh, you know, nothing, just uh, dirt again. And then the after photo, like which is taken, I guess, a few days later or whatever, a few months later, shows a jelly a donut later. like. I think, I, th- I think it was really actually, you know, right after it, there was like maybe a couple of minutes time period between the two. Well, how did that get there? And what is that a rock? Is that a, like a little life form? What is that? Um, I think it's probably a rock. I have no idea how it got there. My, ah. The the current raining theory from every deep there says uh, that maybe the tires or the treads ran over it earlier and it just kicked up and you know landed over there. I don't know if I buy that though. It, mm, yeah. No, because the, actually the rover's been sitting there. I think uh, in one position for I don't know how many days now. It, you know, there, there's bad weather on Mars right now. Can, supposedly that's what they're telling us. Uh, but this is it says here the mystery over a mysterious Martian rock that appeared in front of the Opportunity rover deepens today. Dun, dun, dun. Last week, researchers saw a rock mysteriously appear over the course of a few days in front of the rover. They now say the initial tests show that it's like nothing we've ever seen before. It looks like a rock. We've never seen a rock before. But it looks like a weird-looking rock. Now, it says here that the uh, lead Mars exploration rover scientist, Steve... uh, And, man, these people have weird names. Steve Squires? 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 I don't know. Anyway, he... Yeah, Steve. The guy's name Steve. He, I told the NASA at a NASA event that we're we're uh, we are as we speak situated with the uh, rover's instruments deployed, making measurements of this rock right now. Uh, we've taken pictures of both the donut and jelly parts. I think the you know they just they get the munchies. Did they no, legalize I, I, marijuana I over there? Is that what it is? I don't know, but you know what I really think it is now that that's being talked about. Oh, someone actually made a cute comment. It might be some alien dog poo. It could be. It, it kind of it does have a little bit of a poo-like substance look to it. Uh, but it's, he, he goes on to say here, he says, We've taken pictures of both the donut and jelly parts. And uh, let me see, they got the uh, first data on the uh, composition of the jelly yesterday. <clears throat> and it's like nothing we've ever seen before, he said. It looks like jelly and donuts on Mars. No, he didn't say that part. But he said in a very high... Uh, Surplur, uh, very high in uh, magnesium, and it's got twice as much mag- uh, manganese as we've ever seen in any uh, anything on Mars. Huh. And uh, he says, "I don't know uh, what any of this means. We've completely confused. We're completely confused, and everyone on the team is arguing and fighting over what it means." The discovery led NASA last week to issue a Mars status report entitled "Encountering a Surprise." I'm pretty sure they didn't have a voice that said it like that, but uh, anyway. I would bet you. I think you're right. I don't think a voice did yeah. that. Now, opportunity encountered a slight surprise. A rock uh, had appeared in the image uh, that had not been there before, said uh, NASA in the statement. The uh, target that has been named Pinnacle Island. Pinnacle Island. That's cute. And its origin has been the target of much speculation. It will likely be the target of uh, consideration. Uh, a con- considerable investigation over the next few days uh duh uh we saw this rock just sitting there said uh steve let's just call him steve s since we're going with that tonight because i i can't pronounce last names man i'm sorry it looks uh like i said i'm cuban that's my excuse and i'm sticking (laughs) to it it looks 
white around the edges in the middle uh there's a low spot in the center and there's dark red around it and it looks like a jelly donut now you know right after they made this statement they these uh gentlemen all these scientists went down to their local dunkin donuts and bought a dozen jelly donuts and they went to town okay i'm just saying I, I, i'm just waiting for the cop car to go by or the cop land speeder hovercrafty thing to go by because they dropped the donut well, if they drop a donut, yeah, there's definitely going to be some police escort trying to get to that donut immediately. <laughs> if you really want to, look, this is a secret. If you ever want to commit a robbery, make sure that the Dunkin' Donuts is just packed with cops. That's I'm just saying. That's just that's just wrong, but funny at the same time. Ha- have like some, uh, you know, some flyers put on, on all the police cars. You know, like, Dunkin' Donuts is giving away free donuts. Make sure they're all in that one spot. They'll never catch you. I'm just saying. Okay. Heads up to any criminals out there. Okay, take notes, people. Just remember, Angel said this, not me. And remember, uh, Dark Matter Radio Network is not responsible for any statements made by me or Alan <laughs> or any of our guests that are going to be on with us tonight. In fact, we're going to have Tim Schwartz. The Schwartz will be with us in a few minutes. In about 10 minutes, we're going to have him on. And then we're going to have Erica G., at the second hour. By the way, we you know we love to take phone calls here on Skywatchers Radio. We want to hear from you guys uh, listening in. If we suck, we want to know it. If we're good, we want to hear it because we're you know we're gluten for a little bit of love and a little bit of punishment at the same time. So call in. Let us know what you think. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven is the call in number. When we have our guest on, you can call in and ask them any questions. You know, you could poke at their uh, subject and. You know, try to, you know, go at them. I don't know. Ask them anything. They're open for uh, for any questions. Open lines for the rest of the night. As soon as uh, we have uh, Tim Schwartz, I'm sure he'll love to hear from you. He's a Conspiracy Journal member. Cool website, by okay. the way. Have you been to Conspiracy I myself personally haven't. What's so special about it? Well, they deal with all things conspiracy. In fact, I'm going to let Tim really talk about it, but it's a very cool website, and they've been around for a very long time. And... um you're going to like Tim Schwartz. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. I'm he's sure he's, a, he's got a good guy. really cool things to talk about. Oh, he does. He always does. He's, like I said, one of the uh, co-hosts on the Outer Edge Radio. So what, that means he's going to sound better than you uh, on the show tonight. No, he, well, he'll definitely sound better <laughs> than you tonight. That's for sure, Mr. Allen. Okay, you're right. He'll definitely sound better than me, I'm sure. Exactly. See what I'm saying? He already sounds better than you. By the way, guys, stick around. After this show, we have on uh, Dark Matter Radio Network, Epic Voyages, live at 1. And uh, soon, that's our time slot. Alan, that's uh, where we're going to be at pretty soon. I know, and I am so looking forward to the Switch. From my understanding, from what everybody tells me, that is really the prime time slot. We're just like the warm-up for everybody that usually is on at that time slot. It's all the nocturnal people that really listen to us. That's what they tell me. And uh, uh, we're going to see if it's true. And I, hopefully uh, we get that word pretty soon. Because, uh, you know, and I made the mistake of actually starting already the switch over of all the artwork on the websites. I was like, yeah, 1 a.m. And I started just working on the stuff and put everything. And then I was like, wait a second. We have a couple of shows still at 11. People are going to be confused, man. That's not good. And then sure enough, people were confused. People are, like, messaging me, uh, Angel, uh, is it 1? Is it 11? Uh, I'm confused, man. It depends on the time zone. That's the right answer. That's that's what I was going to go with, but then they see the Eastern. 
uh, in there, you know, and they're like, wait a second. Now I'm really confused. But no, I had to answer like at least uh, five or six emails today and just uh, correct a bunch of people. And I sent a couple of more uh, email blasts out there and stuff uh, to get people to know that the uh, show is going to be on at 11 tonight, maybe for a couple more nights. Uh, and then we will officially be a 1 a.m. program overnight. Overnight Radio, Skywatchers Radio on Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Once again, we're going to be right back with Mr. Tim Schwartz. Guys, call in 786-245-8127. This is Skywatchers Radio. our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Do your kids share a bedroom with a sibling? Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramped college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. Privacypop.com. That's privacypop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to privacypop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. Join the club that gives you stuff. Hey, thanks. Radio loyalty. Here's how it works. Just click on the radio loyalty banner right now and sign up. Then you keep on listening like you already do. But now you earn points. Those points add up and you can trade them in for stuff in the radio loyalty store. Earn more points by sharing your station with friends on Facebook and Twitter, answering surveys, and by using the apps in the new players app store. Pretty simple, right? Radio loyalty. Click that banner to join now. Wow. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. 
Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to the Dark Matter Radio Network. And we're back on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, PSN Radio. And now we have our first guest of the night, which is actually not really a guest. He's going to be joining us periodically here on the show as one of our special Skywatchers reporters. And um, I'm talking about none other than Conspiracy, Conspiracy Journal's own Mr. Tim Schwartz. Tim, welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Yo, Angel. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be uh, with you and uh, Alan tonight. And I just want to say that, you know, if, uh, if you're going to go to, uh, uh, what, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time? Yes, uh, so, 1 o'clock a.m. I, I don't know about being a regular guest. You know, i got to get my beauty sleep. You, know? <laughs> you need it, my friend. Yeah, no, I kidding, do. No, I really do. <laughs> you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, man. It's a toughie. It's <laughs> a toughie. That is a toughie. But, that, you know, they told me that's the best time slot on the dial and off the dial and on the Internet. Really, huh? Yeah. For all the... Uh, the, the 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 truck drivers and uh, uh, basement dwellers that sort of thing. You know? Those are my people, though. <laughs> Tim, come on, you know you know me. You've known me for how many years yeah, now? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, that's uh, that's our audience. Those are those are our followers. 
Correct. Listen, now you, listen to us. <laughs> you've you've been around uh, for a little bit longer than I have. I'm just slightly younger, so you have a little bit of a history here with a conspiracy journal. I've of course been on the scene here for maybe five years, uh, but you've been uh, doing uh, you know radio for a couple years now on unraveling the secrets and the outer edge now with uh, Mike Mott. But Conspiracy Journal has kept you busy for a long time. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about Conspiracy Journal and catch us up to, uh, you know, what that's about and uh, you're, what you're about. And, you know, tell us a little bit about your books because since this is kind of technically the, technically the first time you've been on the show here, right? This, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, um, yes. You know, the, the audience doesn't really know you yet on Sky Watchers. So I want them to know you. So next time you come on, they're like, oh, Tim Schwartz, man, that guy is really good. I want to, you know, hear exactly what he's going to give us this week. Like, oh, Tim Swartz, that guy again. Quick! Change the dial. Yeah. Change to another station! Switch! Switch really quick! See, that's what we don't want. We want to we want to create that atmosphere that people would love coming here and love asking questions. In fact, once again, I'm going to say that we have open lines. Anybody who wants to call in and ask Mr. Schwartz here anything, please do so. 786-245-8127 and of course you can look us up on Skype by looking up PSN Radio and Dark Matter Radio Network. Our uh, webmaster and chief, Keith Rowland, will patch us in if you call the Dark Matter account. So look us up on Skype, look us up uh, on your phone, dial us up, and uh, ask Tim anything. Ask myself anything. You can even ask Alan why his connection is so terrible tonight. Is it still that bad? Come on. No, I'm just teasing you right now. All right, fine. Good answer. All right. I, to, I could do that, though. All right. I won't have to beat you silly when I see you. Fine. No, you, no, please don't. All right. That's right. Please, please call us. Only $1.99 a minute. <laughs> oh, now, hey, the only... I don't know what line... I don't know what phone line you're running over there, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> That's inside the jackal's head. He's, he's just confused on the show. That's what no. we do over there. No, but listen. Uh, the only requirement, though, for people that do call in is, though, you have to be absolutely fascinating. I am definitely not absolutely fascinating. You're definitely not. But if you do call in, you have to be fascinating with your questions. So please, again, call in, ask Tim anything, ask myself or Alan anything. Uh, now, back to Tim for a second here. Uh, the question again, tell us a little bit about yourself in the next five minutes, no pressure. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, no minutes. Uh, let's see. None well, whatsoever. None, none. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you, you asked first about uh, Conspiracy Journal. Actually, you know, Conspiracy Journal is is rather just kind of the latest of uh, my my long and not so illustrious career in the uh, in the world of the uh, uh, mysterious and strange. Um, though actually, Conspiracy Journal got its start probably back in the mid 1990s. You know, in the uh, somewhat the early days of of the internet. Uh, it uh, it started kind of a, with an association with uh, um, Mr. UFO Timothy Green Beckley, um, whom has, was uh, kind enough to uh, uh, publish my books and uh, uh, publish my articles in his uh, magazines. You know, he was the publisher of uh, such magazines like UFO Universe and uh, uh, UFO Sightings and, and just uh, all kinds of uh, interesting uh, publications over the years. So Mr. Beckley was wanting a um, a web presence fairly early on, but didn't know quite how to go about it. And, and at the time, I was I was learning HTML, so I you know put the Conspiracy Journal website uh, uh, online, and um, 
you know, just kind of as a place to uh, so so people can go to and uh, you know check out uh, global communication uh, books and articles and and things like that. And that's and that's how the conspiracy journal uh, uh, newsletter grew. It it it, uh, it kind of grew out of that, uh, you know, being a um, kind of like an aggregate. Huh. Um, you know, it, well, you know, it used to be that you could um, you could buy um, newspaper clipping services, where right. you know where people would uh, you know uh, uh, just uh, they'd I guess they would just subscribe to you know like every newspaper in the country and and clip out articles for whatever it was that you were interested in, and, and one of those things would be you know like UFO articles. Uh, right. Back when newspaper, well, back when there was actually newspapers, and uh, and back when they actually uh, would uh, would cover UFO sightings, and you know, conspiracy journal was kind of that concept. You know, I mean, uh, it, it started out that uh, you know I would go to what few websites there were available at the time, and uh, uh, and find interesting stories, and 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 then. Put them on the uh, the, the newsletter. Uh, then it actually, I started getting people from um, all over the globe actually um, sending me articles that they would run across. Um, uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, just from their own local newspapers or television stations and, and 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 things like that. And that's really how it continues to this day i would say i probably get 90 percent of the interesting articles that i run on conspiracy journal uh from other people who have run across them and uh you know and then, and then notify you know me about it send it to me send me a link or, or whatever uh we then go through you know a vetting process um to 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 make sure that you know, as best as we possibly can, that the story is legitimate. Uh, you know, as as you know, as legitimate uh, as we as can you, find well, out. Yeah, yeah, as you can yeah. discover. You know, when it when it comes to these kind of things, because you know, right. I mean, you know, we're we're dealing with uh, you know UFO sightings and Bigfoot and you know haunted houses and, and, and things like that. And so, I mean, you know, you can only do so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Bigfoot, have you found any stories that sound legitimate when it comes to Bigfoot? Because honestly, I, all I hear is always, oh, it was another hoax. Oh, another hoax. Oh, another hoaxer. Eh, another fake Bigfoot story. I mean, anything uh, that in your uh, days uh, you found that actually has any uh, reality to it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that um, there are um, a lot of legitimate Bigfoot. Uh, 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 Bigfoot stories out there, you know, um, it's 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 really hard to believe, but you know, um, it is the the <laughs> most people think of Bigfoot as uh, as uh, coming from you know say you know the state of Washington or Northern California, Oregon, you know places like that. But you know the the the, the largest amount of Bigfoot sightings are actually in say like places like in the Midwest or uh, uh, Florida or or some of the southern states. And uh, I know here in Indiana, there has been a number of really interesting um, uh, Bigfoot sightings. And uh, with, uh, I mean, I've I've run across myself uh, investigating some cases, some uh, uh, you know, like footprints. That um, I tell you something, if if these were hoaxed, and you know, I mean, you can never tell for sure. Uh, you know, if these were hoax footprints, then somebody was doing an awfully good job. 
uh, doing this. And, you know, it just makes you wonder, you know, why, why are you spending your time, if you're that good, why are you spending your time um, running around with fake Bigfoot feet, you know, in a creek bed someplace? Why uh, not? Yeah, well, but I think I think it's the <laughs> same. Honestly, you know, I, I'm thinking it's the same guy that did the uh, crop circle out of California. That's what I'm <laughs> oh, the Nvidia people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and, and you know, that's going to be their that's going to be their next big uh, you know spoof. Some Bigfoot spoof. But see, there you go. I mean, uh, that was a story that I did not run on Conspiracy Journal. because I mean, a lot of people sent it to me and said, oh, this is a great story. I mean, you know, there was the video that somebody took that showed, like, you know, interesting flashes in the field before it was discovered. But there was just something, you know, there was just something about that story that just did not ring true to me. And, uh, you know, that's... Um, you, you really have to kind of go on your gut when you... Are, are dealing with stories like this, uh, you know, a lot of times. You don't have a choice. You can't always trust what's on the Internet. The Internet that's isn't thing, yeah. 100% accurate. Right, right. You know, and uh, that's, you know, uh, for for a lot of our, you know, uh, younger listeners or, you know, uh, 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 people who are just getting into this field, you know, you can't, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Internet is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's opened up uh, a lot of stuff for a lot of people that uh, have never, uh, we had no idea, you know, that this kind of uh, material was out there, but it's also a hotbed of uh, hoaxes and uh, half-baked stories, and so, I mean, you got to use your, uh, you know, you got to use your guts, and, uh, you know, with, with me, you know, I, I came from uh, many years working in, uh, um, in television news, and, um, you know, you just kind of have to use that journalistic instinct um, when it comes to dealing with these kind of stories. Uh, but, but, you know, like I was uh, telling the angel, you know, with the Bigfoot uh, uh, footprints that I ran across, I mean, uh, uh, this, was, uh, this was something out in the middle of nowhere that, uh, um, that I ran across. There had been people who had uh, 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 reported uh, Bigfoot in the general area, but I was way off the beaten track. And ran across these footprints, and like I said, you know, if uh, if somebody was doing this, the chance of it being discovered, you know, was pretty minimal. And why were they doing it? If 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 they were that good at making these footprints, they should be out, you know, like working for a movie company doing special effects and things like that, right? Than you know, stomping yeah. around at the half-assed chance that you know that that somebody was going to discover their their. Footprints. Well, you know, the, but this is the same thing about the alien autopsy, and uh, look how that turned out. Remember the uh, famous. Fox alien autopsy from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, well, that can't be fake. And they they got a bunch of Hollywood people in there, and they're like, well, this guy, uh, you know, faked this. Whoever did this, they'll be working with us right now making movies. And it turned out that it was, you know, all a fake. Oh, yeah. All a big hoax. Yep. So I don't put it past some, you know, some wise guy, you know, somewhere in the woods who says, you know what, I'm going to fool a bunch of people, maybe make a couple dollars. Let me uh, put these big old shoes on and pretend I'm a Bigfoot. <laughs> well, then, you, you know, know there, there's a guy running around right now. Uh, uh, doing that, I can't. Uh, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, but uh, you know, it's it's been all the buzz uh, uh, on the internet and unfortunately on some of the major uh, news outlets. And right. This this guy, you know, claimed that uh, you know he shot uh, shot Bigfoot. Now he's uh, driving around the country with him in a tra- with it in a trailer. Yeah. Well, is this, is I talked to you about this last week, uh, Angel. Did you? Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the, about this. This is not the same dude that uh, they had. 
supposedly killed the Bigfoot and had him in the uh, the ice cooler last yeah, year, a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, same yes, guy, right? Same guy. Same guy. Okay. Yep. See, that, that's what I'm saying. There's really that, that's my problem with the whole Bigfoot thing. Every time there's a Bigfoot story, it turns out to be a guy like that. And this is the same kind of guy that would make the you know the uh, the cast or mold of whatever track they found because if they can uh, make a couple bucks out of it or get a little fame out of it, they'll do it. And unfortunately, Tim, and unfortunately, Alan, this happens way too much. And Every spectrum of the paranormal, ufology, ghosts, Bigfoot, doesn't matter. It just it happens where right. you know the, you have hoaxers who, and this is my main issue with ufology right now is that you have so many people in this just to make a buck, to you know sell a couple books, and do a couple conventions, and sell their lie, and then when you have some credible news that comes out, nobody takes it serious because of. You know, all the other stuff that's, you know, happened out there. And I'm sure, you know, you've gone through that, Tim, with uh, some of the stuff you researched for Conspiracy Journal. I mean, for example, you had, uh, of course, a lot of people know who Commander X is. X is and uh, you guys have the Commander X-Files on there, which, by the way, that's very clever, the Commander X-Files. <laughs> I must say, I just realized. Hang on, i, I got to get Dean Haglund on the phone on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Commander X. I saw the, uh, a video of Commander X years ago. Uh, it was like maybe five years ago, where he's like in a room, his face is blurred, and he's telling us all these conspiracy stuff about aliens and how they're re- reptiles and uh, they're dinosaurs that escaped the Earth when the meteor hit. It, it was a really convincing story, and I bought it. I was like, man, that is exactly Wait, what hold, must have hold, happened. Hold on, hold on. Dinosaurs escaped Earth. Yes. Okay, okay. Now, how does a T-Rex with those little tiny arms put something <laughs> together to get off the planet? Well, okay. the, the, the whole dino- point here... The dinosaur can't w- even wipe its butt when it takes a poop. Maybe that's, what's the, that's what the Mars rock is. That's, that's what Yeah, but are you, men enough, are, you, are you men enough to ever say that to a T-Rex face-to-face? <laughs> I think not, my friend, Alan. No, but look, the point is of the, of the whole thing with Commander Rex was that there was an advanced... Uh, race of dinosaurs that were intelligent enough that they built a machine and they got themselves out of the planet and they were like the more advanced reptilian and that's what the reptilians are uh, an advanced version of those dinosaurs or uh, you know an evolved version of those dinosaurs that evolved over the billions of years or whatever but my thing is Commander X very convincing story love the storyline but we don't know who he is it's under you know secret and that's a, a lot of that kind of bothers me also you know what I mean Tim Oh, I you know I I agree with you completely um, when it comes to this to the whole secret source type of um, scenario when it uh, comes to the whole UFO mystery. Um, we've seen that so many times, especially when it comes to um, when it comes to investigators who say, "Yes, I have a secret source who is in the military or intelligence right. service or something <laughs> like that," and they have told me, "Blah blah 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 blah," you know, and that you, you you've got some kind of wild you know wild story. I mean, we've seen it uh, you know time and time again, and we know for a fact that in the especially starting in the late 1970s into the early 1980s, you know, you had that guy uh, Paul. Ben- Benowitz, um, who uh, uh, thought that he was uh, recording alien transmissions uh, above the uh, 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 Kirtland Air Force Base, and uh, and and dutifully, I mean, he uh, told the uh, the commanding officers there that uh, he was recording this, and lo and behold, all of a then he started. 
getting information that seemed to confirm what what he was picking up and then being fed stories about uh, evil gray aliens in underground bases and uh, 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 kidnapping people and harvesting their souls. And and it just got more and more crazy till this poor guy actually did go insane and had to be committed for a while. And then it turned out later that it was all part of a disinformation campaign uh, Hmm. for, for whatever reason, uh, you know, whatever he had, had discovered was going on at that base probably not ufo oriented probably some kind of you know secret um you know maybe the production of drones you know uh, or, or 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 whatever and somebody got the bright idea well let's you know if he thinks they're ufos let's just give him ufos right yeah but to push him to the point of him going insane that's taking it a little too far it was, it was, yes. And uh, the person apparently responsible for it was a, a man by the name of Doty, um, who was part of uh, Air Force uh, Intelligence, I think is what it was. And hmm. uh, and apparently, I mean, uh, he, I guess he overstepped his bounds, uh, according to some other people, you know, who um, who's familiar with the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the type of uh, of of people that you're dealing with there and a lot of the stories that we have now you know the whole uh, uh gray aliens living in uh, secret underground bases out west um mm. the 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 uh, gray aliens uh, uh, associated with cattle mutilations um, yep. um uh, harvesting fetuses from human beings and and growing hybrids in in tanks a lot of those stories come from that particular disinformation campaign, and you see what happened. It just spreads like wildfire. And, uh, you know, Greg Bishop, um, he speculates that possibly that some of this may have been done to uh, – uh, because uh, we know that there were agents from uh, then, you know, the Soviet Union – and uh, maybe even China and uh, you know some other uh, countries not so friendly with the United States who would disguise themselves as uh, UFO investigators from these countries and you know would come to the United States and instead they were actually looking for military secrets. So Greg Bishop speculates that uh, some of this may have actually been like uh, honey traps to draw these uh, agents in and, mm, and just to, just to yeah, see. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just to see who would be uh, sticking their nose around under the guise right. of uh, being a UFO investigator. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, according to uh, um, Walter Bosley, um, uh, who, uh, who was a uh, um, um, part of military uh, you know, I- I- intelligence, you know, he said that there, there were some people who were, uh, who were caught. Uh, you know, spies that uh, that's exactly what they were doing. You know, they were they were coming here, and, you know, saying that they were UFO you know investigators and they were caught, you know, around these uh, military installations, you know, like Area 51, or whatever. Oh, no, no, comrade looking for gray aliens. You know, that's okay. right. <laughs> An excellent cover story. That's actually, right. you really that's think right. about it. Yeah. Yes. And the diner does not have vodka. No. Exactly. <laughs> No water. Oh man! So that, that, I mean, that's actually just, a very convincing cover story. It well, really is, and and it may have also have been um, an attempt, you know, like with the whole Area Fifty One thing, mm. uh, to try to distract people away from 
you know, the legitimate secret military aircraft testing that was going on, you know, at those times, you know, to have people say, yeah, yeah, the, you know, it's, it's, it's flying saucers, it's little green men and that sort of thing. But I, I think actually it ended up being just the opposite of what they were trying to achieve <laughs> because then you had like busloads of people, you know, going out there to the mountain ranges around the area trying to peek into the base to see the, uh, right. you know, the flying disc and all. I mean, it got to the where point... Where are the that, aliens? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it got to the point where they actually had to annex uh, a wider area of land around Area 51. Yeah, you, you know, the the actual TV show The X-Files didn't help either because that took place in the you know, early mid-90s mm-hmm. and uh, they really focused on in Area 51 heavily yes. on that show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the popularity of Area 51, is like, they denied the, that it exists, and they're like, uh, guys, we all know it does exist. It's on the X-Files every week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't exist? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there there had been satellite photographs taken, you know, not only by the, you know, the Soviet Union, uh, right. but there was like a a, a, a French satellite that I can't remember just exactly. It was more like a, like a ground mapping uh, satellite that took some very well. And um, the Skylab, uh, Skylab astronauts uh, took a picture of it, not realizing <laughs> what it was, and NASA accidentally released it. You know, once again, you know, it uh, it was it was one of these things where it was so secret. Yeah, and and that you know, and that's that's one thing. You know, people always talk about you know, like oh well, you know the uh, uh, you know. Uh, what is it like the disclosure movement? You know, is always petitioning the United States government. You know, the president. You know, President Obama knows. You know, the UFO secret and that sort of thing. You know, if 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 anybody in the government or military knows about the UFO secret, it's very heavily compartmentalized. And, very true. Yeah, yep. and you know, it's it's not every Air Force general or colonel or or even the president, in my opinion, has any idea of what's actually going on with the UFO phenomena. And and, th- and I mean, it goes to you know even as far as, as uh, you know most of the people at NASA, which is you know why you have you know mistakes like uh, Area Fifty One pictures getting released by NASA right. early early on. You know, I mean, they have they no do idea. they do seem to make a lot of mistakes uh, when it comes to like space stuff and uh, and secrets and, and whatnot uh, to be carrying a conspiracy this immense and this big for this long. Mm-hmm. When I mean, when, when for crying like Jonathan Weiner can keep pictures of himself off Twitter or Twit, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on, seriously. When that happens on a regular basis in this country, how do you expect them to really keep something like aliens a secret? I mean, really? I just wonder how much stuff has really slipped through, and actually has been made public that we haven't even sifted through yet. No, well, here's the thing. You, you actually hit it on the head, uh, Tim, when you said that everything would be in compartments, compartmentalized. And, and that's very true. And, you know, the, the thing is, I'm pretty sure that something has crashed. We have recovered stuff. There is alien back-engineered aircrafts. I'm positive that all that stuff is real in one sense, with some sense or the other. The, I, I'm just one of those people that doesn't think they're coming here as often as people believe because I believe that a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the night sky is our own aircrafts that are just really advanced to whatever we conceive aircrafts to look like now so we can't kind of you know, it's one of those things where we don't know what it looks like because we haven't seen anything like that before but maybe in 20 years that'll be commonplace because that's how aircrafts will look because they, you have to test fly these things right 
Right, right. Well, so, and, and I agree. I agree completely. But and I, I also I think that there are other phenomena, uh, uh, maybe a lot more along the lines of uh, paranormal phenomena that's going on that uh, you know be. superficially looks like uh, you know like a nuts and bolt, uh, yeah, or or maybe even you know time machines. I mean, that's always been one of my favorite uh, you know scenarios that uh, you know. You got, that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, uh, like, you, you know, that, you have time travelers from the future, and you know they yeah. know that at this time period, you know, people were seeing you know, you know like UFOs and everybody else was laughing at them. So they're like, hey, well, let's just disguise our time machines to look like these UFOs. <laughs> you know, and if we do land, we'll say, yeah, we're from uh, Venus. Yeah, that's the ticket. Then I reticuli <laughs> junior. That's where we're from. Yeah, they'll never figure it out. These humans. Well, know, I'll tell you, by the way, folks. Hundreds of years ago. By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but talking about time travelers, um, I don't know if you guys actually heard about this in the news uh, last week. Um Someone actually, it must be a time traveler, but somewhere in 2002, someone registered the domain name Impeach Obama. Mm. Really? <laughs> really? Wow, that's interesting. That's, that is, that's a good one. <laughs> We're going to have to use that for the next time <laughs> you're on the line here. Uh, yeah. Next time you're on with us, uh, Tim, do a little research on that, and uh, we're going to have a conspiracy journal update. Yeah, I want to. I want. I want to look at that one. That's a good one. <laughs> now we're almost out of time here for this segment, Tim. Uh, give us a little bit of uh, where the people could find you. Uh, your website address. Uh, you know anything uh, you want to you know plug out there real quick. Uh, the show time. Uh, also, I'll uh, give it out and. Uh, where they can listen. Oh, sure, sure. Well, you know, Conspiracy Journal, it's uh, conspiracyjournal.com, just how it sounds. You can sign up for the uh, free email newsletter. Uh comes out uh, once a week. Um, you know, we don't uh, we don't take your email or sell it to anybody or anything like that. You can listen to me and uh, Mike Mott on uh, Sunday nights starting at uh, 11.59 uh, uh, p.m. to uh, 2 a.m. Eastern Time on the Outer Edge uh, Radio, heard on the uh, PSN dash radio.com network and uh you know if you want to look at my books just go to amazon.com type in uh, tim swartz you'll find just a plethora of interesting stuff and you're going to be back with us next month on the overnight hour that's right hope you're, hope you're ready i'll be here. one Hope you're ready. Guys, we're going to be back on uh, Skywatchers Radio in a few minutes with our guest, Erica G. That's what I'm sticking with. And uh, we're going to talk to her about her experiences and, uh, of course, everything ufology-based. want to thank again our, our uh, guest and roving reporter, Mr. Conspiracy Journal himself, Tim Schwartz, for being on with us this half hour. Tim, thank you again, my friend. You're quite welcome. May the Schwartz be with you. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Stick around. Call us. See you on the other side. Only in the forest can you see this. <laughs> but nothing beats the moment you see that. That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. And you might just see this. <laughs> Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, there's another one. Wow. Busy, busy me. So, anyway... Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. My friends keep commenting on my comment. Oh, there's another one. 
So many comments on my comment. Oh, I can't wait to watch TV tonight. Playoffs. Hey guys, check out my new video game. Wait, wait, mom, what? What? Hold on. What'd you say? Wait a second. What? This weekend. Unplug. Take your family to the forest. There's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand. Trees, paths, bluebirds, streams. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to Dark Matter Radio Network.
Seath. All right, everybody, we're coming back <laughs> to Skywatchers Radio, and my co-host Alan is telling me something really funny off air. But uh, we're back on Skywatchers Radio here on the Dark Matter Radio Network, and of course PSN Radio. And with us now is our guest of the evening, Miss Erica G. And of course, I'm sorry I cannot pronounce your last name, and I did not want to butcher it on air. So, how do you pronounce your last name, dear? Hi, everybody. Um, my last name is pronounced Getch. Gouch. Getch, like I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, Getch. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of right now. So That's actually pretty good. That's Getch. But you no, can I say G it. because it ain't nothing but a G thing. But, you know. See? I knew you were going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, Erica, welcome to Skywatchers Radio. You know, we, we've only met uh, for a few days. Now we've only known each other for a few days. Uh, but you have a very interesting backstory, and I want you to take a little time and, uh, you know, kind of groom our audiences uh, that is listening in on both the networks uh, on who you are. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Uh, give us a little insight for those who might not know who Erica Getch is. All right. Well, is there any way I could just um, – I know this is like – you guys said, you you know, we could do this, but the statement, I want to make something, what you guys said earlier. Okay. And, you know, why is it that um, science always wants to focus on the elements that are relevant to humans, you know, as, as a possible other life out there kind of sources when, I mean, just because, you know, I mean, they want to focus on the oxygen or the CO2, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's, to me, I just... Every time I hear any stories about that, I always think, why? You know, it's not, everybody's not like cookie, cookie cutter, you know? You're referring um, back to the story uh, with the water. Um, yes, the water. In the, in oh, space. you were listening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Someone was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying well, that, you know, every time I hear that, I just want to. You know, the, lo- the logical answer to, to that is that, you know, we're basing life forms uh, to be similar to what we have here on Earth that we can base it off. Uh, unfortunately, the only uh, life forms that we've ever been able to test stuff on is carbon-based life form, and water's always uh, been needed to have life that we know of. You know, we're th- that's the thing. Uh, science has that inability of uh, thinking outside the box sometimes, and we are kind of, uh, you know, cornered into this little kind of box of how life is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Life could really uh, be... In, in many different forms. It could come from uh, silicone-based life, any kind of uh, weird combination that we can't even think about type of life. Uh, it could be bipedal. You know, it could be, you know, like weird, gooey, you know, type beings. I mean, you never know really how life could evolve in the universe. In fact, this is, uh, this is mind-blowing. Check this out, Erica and yeah. Alan. Check this out. Space is infinite, right? That we know of. Right. So far. It's, re- it's really large. We know that. It's really big. Science thinks it's infinite. Right. Well, in an infinite space, that gives you infinite possibilities for life. Mm. That means anything that your mind can conceive as a life form, any kind of creature that you can think of, uh, it probably does exist out there somewhere. Somewhere in space, there is a Yoda. There is, you know, some kind of a Klingon looking creature. There's another guy that looks just like Alan right now doing a radio show on another planet, very <laughs> similar right. to this one. But <laughs> on that planet, he, his connection is much better on that planet. Oh, thanks. Fine. Rub it in again, why don't you? You know. Okay, but think about uh, it, though. They, um, they, they're doing this for the, and I hate to, you know, the stupid sheeple kind of mentality. No, they don't, the real scientists, they already, you know, they are, they're already working with E.T., you know what I mean? They're already back engineering. I mean, they're doing all this that, you know, and yet they're trying to, well, if we only had water, you know, give me a break. This is for the people that they're trying to, you know, dumb down or they're trying to keep us like, well, oh, it can't be an extraterrestrial because 
you know, they don't have skin. They don't have, you know, comparable features to us. So, you know what I mean? It's almost that kind of, it just, it, it angers me that way when, when I hear that kind of dumbing down or keeping us down mentality. But that's just me. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I'm not uh, arguing. I, I, in fact, I'm in agreement. Alan? I would definitely say that as well. Yeah. <laughs> that, no arguments here. No arguments here. Okay. Well. <laughs> now back back to you. Let's, let's uh, you know let's, let's get a little bit deep into who Erica Getches. Let's uh, let's dive deep in here. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Okay. Um, when I was five, and uh, I'm, it's going to predate uh, prehistoric times, but you know, 1974. Oh I was Ooh. five years old. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I she had. Does, she like, doesn't look at folks. <laughs> I had visitations. I, I didn't really know at the time what it, you know, was compared to. Obviously, I just knew that that three or four, like, sort of grayish beings would come into the room. Where and, were you living? Uh, in Iowa. Country? Actually, okay. in Iowa. Yeah. Nothing happens in Iowa, but apparently something. <laughs> really, that's about, <laughs> I really don't know of, of much. But, so, you know. Yeah, I, you don't I, hear much out of Iowa. You really don't. Yeah, I know. And that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I still don't to this day. You know, nobody talks about any kind of experiences that, you know. I mean, and I'm really surprised. But, you know, it does kind of set it up if you look back um, and see, you know, lots of cornfields. You know, soybean in cornfields. And especially in 74, it was really, you know, newly developing. Everything wasn't as um, as good as it is now even. You know, and we're still behind the times, you know, at Iowa. But, okay, so basically, um, you know, I could sense they were coming. I always try to warn my mom and stuff. Just, you know, she just obviously, with good reason, thought that it was my childhood imagination. Um, and as in a, like a younger adult or whatever, I, I still used to say, well, I know it wasn't, you know, I know what I knew. But when they would come towards me, I would pretty much put my head over the covers. I would be really scared. And I, and I am kind of condensing this a little bit. But I would, you know, I knew they were examining me. I knew there was some kind of examination taking place in the course of that visitation. And it was pretty much from about three years uh, of time, like from when I was about five to eight years old. And I gauged that on the house that I was living in, and then we ended up moving. Um, so that's kind of how I knew. Otherwise, it'd probably be really hard to remember. But And then I just would wake up the next day and just, you know, I don't know, boom, you know, nothing. I There was no transition. I didn't, I didn't have any memories of it. I just had their visitation, and, and that's it. So obviously, you know, um, not, once I moved and... I was just doing normal teenage stuff, you know, I mean, preteen, uh, just, I mean, I didn't have any re recollection of any kind of beings, visitations or anything like that. I didn't even think about paranormal stuff. It's pretty much, I was actually like a tomboy. So I was, you know, always like doing whatever the, you know, boys were doing, like, you know, popping wheelers or whatever, right. <laughs> playing in the mud, literally. Playing yeah, sports I mean, with the guys. Yeah, yeah I can see you on the big wheel now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I played electric guitar. I mean, you oh, know, cool. after Wait a while. At, at five years old? No, we're no, not No, but yet. that no. would be great if I, no, I went. You would have been a prodigy if you were doing that at five years old. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I played violin for seven years, and then I switched over to guitar, electric, and all that. So, you know, Joan Jett years and stuff. But, 
Um, so, you know, I was really, you know, into just doing stuff. But I ended up when I was uh, 16 years old, about 1985, I moved in with my father and switched, you know, all new schools and friends. I mean, just everything got switched. And so, you know, I met some people that I could hang out with and we went, you know, for a ride. And, um, I mean, all excited, you know, we're going driving around and stuff. And <clears throat> basically, somewhere in the course of it, I was, I mean, and <laughs> see, now you, I'm, I'm trying not to get overly emotional because it always happens right here. I start to, you know, it starts to get extra real. But I'm, I'm going, we're going along. I'm in the back seat on the passenger side and we're, you know, listening to the radio and stuff. And I, I like to bring this fact up that, you know, no drugs or alcohol involved. <laughs> so, you know, no excuse there on the weirdness. <laughs> I know okay. this is going to sound weird, but, um, and I thought, let I me thought you, Erica, let me stop you real quick. We have done a lot of shows on Skywatchers radio and weird is a common thing here. So don't feel bad. Don't feel strange about oh, it. Just, to, you know, this is what we deal in. Everything, it's only weird because, you know, it's not explained yet. Yeah. Okay, you know I mean? so, so... Go ahead, continue. All right. Um, I thought I saw, like, there was something flying, you know, off in the distance, and I can't gauge the, you know, the, like, how far away, but it was, or I could see it enough, and for a split second, my brain's just telling me, well, that's kind of weird. I didn't know that airplanes or whatever could would keep pace with the car, you know? We're going down the road, and it's literally sort of like right there, like keeping the same pace. And I mean, I, instinctively, I knew that that was not normal. I mean, and I, and I was thinking about saying something, but before that happened, all of a sudden, static on the radio. And we're all, oh, you know, it's like a really good song. And next thing you know, the car stalls. And, you know, no cell phones, nothing. We're looking around, and I'm thinking, where in the, you know, where are we? And so I see a cornfield off to the left and a soybean field kind of behind off to the right. And we're pretty much stuck in the middle of nowhere. Literally back road, uh, dirt road, just, you know, nothing. No traffic. What I don't even know. I wasn't driving. I didn't even look where we were going. And all of a sudden, we all see there's a tree line. Um, and we see above the tree line, right next to that um, soybean field, is this craft. And I, maybe 200 feet away, you know, no more than 500 feet away. I mean, I, I, like I said, again, it's hard to gauge. But it's hovering silently, perfectly silent. And, of course, I didn't think about it at the time. And I can look back and say, well, was that the the thing that was keeping pace with the car? I, I'm assuming so. But right. it, it's, it's, um, it's a perfect saucer shape. It's really like, like you just take... Metallic two, saucer, like your, your typical average... Take two average. pie plates and you pretty much put them nose to nose, you know, on top of each other meeting. And that's kind of similar to what it, you know, kind of looked like. It was a dull right. gray, though, metallic. Now, I have to say the, the time was, it was starting, it was, it was that dusk when it starts to set... The sun was starting to, you know, go down just barely. You could still right. see it, but you could still see colors in, you know, in things, but it wasn't as clear. <clears throat> and it was, it, we instantly knew. I mean, it was so silent and strange. We knew there was, like, they were listening to us. Like, that's the only way, you know, I, I we knew. That's my brain was saying, oh, my God, and we're all discussing. Oh, shut, shut up, shut up. You know, they're like, they're listening, you know. 
Um, and I, I'm thinking, you know, now it might have been some kind. I don't know how we sensed that, but we knew. And so we were discussing, and and I, I don't know. In the course of it, I felt like we were going to forget, you know. And and I remember saying, "Don't ever forget this, you guys." I mean, I'm like yelling this, like really, really trying to drill it in. Don't ever forget. I mean, that's my memory of that. Like I'm passionate, and for the most part, I have. A memory of what the lights look like, yes. Um, I, I studied the lights because I felt like I needed to study something to remember. Like, you know, to, like my right. brain was scrambling. So I can describe what it looks like. Um, it didn't have the, the, the craft was actually quite beautiful. It had perfect streamline. I mean, in the 80s, you know, this, mm. I mean, nothing was streamlined in my opinion, right. you know, what I ever saw. And the, there was um, in the middle of where, say, the very middle section where the, say, two high plates or whatever would, you know, come together. There, it looked, I thought it was a band of lights, of multicolored lights. And um, the reason I say band is because the, each light had a flashing in kind of the sequence. Um, but it seemed to go around the craft, like you know, a band of like a lights that was on um, a working separate band. But I, I'm wondering in hindsight, as I'm older, um, which I have to mention, I just I just kind of started coming to terms with this a couple, few years ago. So it was like 25 years of not not even talking about it or even remembering. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, wow. Basically, yeah. I mean, family and friends. I'm sure you, you talk to them, right, about it. Uh, yeah, and I'll I'll definitely go into that. Um, okay. The the craft was probably maybe rotating um, by itself, but it was a counterclockwise uh, movement with the lights, and it was so silent. And it felt the only the only thing I can describe about the air is because the air was so strange and it was so quiet that it. I don't know if any if anybody's ever had where there's a tornado that hits down <clears throat> right be like close to your house. There's certain kind of feel in the air that that's none other. You can't describe it. Yeah, it's the barometric pressure changing uh, too rapidly. People actually react to it. There are some people that are sensitive to it. Oh, yeah. it, it was just, I mean, we're inside the car at this time, and it was just, a, I mean, it's so obvious feel to it. And the next thing you know, I just have a, the, my memory is I'm, we're standing outside the car, and we watched the craft lift up from, we, I never saw it actually touching the ground, but it was below the tree line. And it was lifting up. We're out of the car, and and it dips and swoops and has a, a um, really really streamlined maneuver. And, and and in a blink of an eye, it darts off. And then next thing you know, boom! Twenty five years later. So that is when years several years back, I went. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I started having these um, memories come back, and then I started discussing it with my sister and my father and uh, I found out that my father and they lived on the circle block and my my dad's na neighbor a really good friend was the city mayor and my sister and, and my dad everybody was out there and they saw the craft from a distance that day they saw they saw my sister can verify you know um, even before I met my husband he was um two cities away and he actually saw it and they turned they they called a, n a number of you know people and said hey there's some, you know what is that i mean so it's like a it's it's a mass sighting because many people saw it oh you said there there uh, there are a couple cities away 
Yeah. Um, well, it was like witnessed from a couple of towns or whatever away. Okay. For, uh, by oh, so this this was a, a this massive was, craft then. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I would love to know, you know, I just can't find there's nothing. Where I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, but the records were not very good back then. Like I said, we, we were still in hillbilly land, you know what I mean, back in the... Right. It's and Iowa. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I know that sounds yeah. it's not a very good, you know, pitch for Iowa, but it really well, was... Well, hopefully most of the listeners... If anybody is listening, by the way, to the show tonight, and you're from Iowa, please feel free to call in and contradict what she's saying about it. Yeah, so anyways... Um, about Iowa, not about her story. About right, Iowa. about <laughs> Iowa. About Iowa, folks. About Iowa. Because <laughs> well, somebody's I mean, going to call in and be like, I contradict, but... Right. What, so, what am I contradicting again? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So all of this doesn't sound that, you know, I mean, it's like I had all these people that, well, what ended up happening, I, I ended up, I, I started remembering all this stuff, and, I, and, and I'll just kind of cut to the chase, but basically my father verified it and everybody, and then um, I, I went and got hypnosis, and okay. I had been working, I had some anxiety that was just like, coming up and I, I had been working to try to, you know, just manage that. So I was already kind of used to a, so a lot of people say, well, you can't just suddenly go to um, hypnosis and get everything, you know, you're not just not going to fall, fall right. under. No, I had already been working with someone to try to just relax. Now this person is a trained professional of 30 years in the field, not trained though in any kind of alien abduction, anything. And the only reason I went, the only question I said was I had, a, a UFO sighting, and I, all I'm curious about is who was with me. Because honestly, what happened is I don't remember coming home, and I don't remember who was with me because I had changed to all new friends. And my sister says she saw me getting out of the car with my friend that she recognized, and me and several people were all yelling and saying, oh, my God, we saw a UFO, and that was the next day. The sun, I remember the scene when the craft left, the sun was coming up. The sun was like probably 9 or 11 o'clock in the sky. So it was from dusk to dawn, you know what I mean? And there was missing time there. That's a great movie, by the way, from dusk to dawn. Oh, but- I never. So you can say, and my <laughs> sister dropping. verifies this fact, okay? So after that, I guess she said I went in the house and no one talked about it. And then 25 years later, I started so, having flashbacks. So it's, it's verified by multiple members of the family, and none of you ever sat down at dinner and said, okay, we all had a shared experience, and it was very weird, man. Like, who wants to bring it up? Because that's like an 800-pound yeah. elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, I, know, really I is. know it is. And to have that for 25 years, that's Yeah, that's not dinner you know, table weird. conversation, you know? Uh, well, the thing is, you guys... I don't know. My father I'd, I'd was bring it business up. oriented, and we weren't that close, and I had just got to know him um, as a, a teenager, you know, when I moved in, so it was it was an uh, all-new relationship, and he was really one of those that didn't even talk about stuff like that. He didn't, you know, so I wasn't that close to him, and then I ended up later moving back to my mother's house, so it was sort of like, I don't know why nobody talked about it. And well, here, Here's a question. When, when you guys started talking about it 20-plus years later, uh, when it was brought up, did they all have like the vivid memory of the day it happened, or did some of them like forget completely? Well, my dad just, you know, made a vague, yeah, he remembers, like, I mean, it was so vague that, but that was him, honestly, and, you know, I never really pushed it, because I thought it was, you know, just like, no, I was just like, okay, whatever. I mean, I really well, didn't think I had contact, let's put it that right. way. He did. Well, the reason I ask is because you have had, like, experiences with beings, you said, right? 
Yeah, but like I said, okay. I didn't put any of it together because I didn't right, think. Right. I mean, it's like this. The first, okay, honestly, I was a teenager and I was really into boys and music. But you can imagine, <laughs> I didn't care about typical you know, young American <laughs> girl, right? From so Iowa. This was, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but well, the reason I ask is because, and this is actually something that uh, that makes perfect sense. If you did have that experience with the entire family, and some of the members of the family blocked out the memory, it could be since you were having multiple uh, scenarios or or cases with these beings. You, you said you even saw beings uh, near your bed. Or, you know, if you did have any abduction cases, maybe they were abducted as well and their memories cleaned, you know, or wiped. So they wouldn't remember that experience or any experience. Because, yeah, a lot of the abductees, they, they completely forget. It's it's really hard uh, to find many that remember the abduction scenario. Usually that's why hypnosis is so popular amongst the UFO community because of the fact that people just can't remember. They just know they have missing time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about my sister's situation because, I, I mean, I can only go off of mine and i'm not sure she would <laughs> you know it's like we don't talk about that normally so even i mean she might have I... been abducted you might uh have to uh right. you know get her to do a little hypnosis she might have been abducted and <laughs> i mean the whole family might i'm, I I'm really serious right now so <laughs> um but okay let me just <laughs> and, you know the reason i say that also because look travis walton was abducted in the 70s right travis walton has had his experience uh, he had, you know, the movie, Everything, Fire in the Sky, you know, his his story is epic. Uh, I had Steve Pierce, which was the youngest member of the crew that day with Travis when he was abducted. Steve, you know, a long time later started having experiences of his own with aliens. And he's been abducted. He's had multiple sightings. And, and now this is a person, that, you know, that was there when Travis got abducted. And then he had his own sightings years later separately. Where there's no Travis Walton around, right. uh, so there's a possibility that maybe they were maybe I don't know attracted to him also, and they went after him. Maybe the same thing happened with your family. Maybe they right, were right. you know multiple abductees. Now I mean that's uh, sorry to scare your sister, but she might have right. have something to, to to tell us one day if she goes. Yeah, and sees I mean a definitely, uh, and that, it's always it's something that I'm looking into more and more about just like more of the experience um so what i did was i just wanted to know who i was with because mm -hmm. it bothered me that i had all that missing time and i didn't even know who i was with and honestly i swear i i mean i really <laughs> i didn't want this guy because he was a psychologist or he is whatever that i didn't want him to you know put me in the white white jacket you know what i mean so obviously this Psycho is not something that you know yeah. i'm like trying to be like oh woo, you know so i decided right. well i said can, can i <laughs> like record it on the audio i actually have my hypnosis on audio um and i used to have it on the internet but i took it off because you know but how long ago was this again uh the the, the uh the, the hypnosis therapy that was i don't know maybe four years ago maybe three four years? yeah okay and um so in the course of the hypnosis it revealed that when when the lights were making us forget, and that's what they were, you know, trying to do, or that that's what I thought they were doing, which that makes sense to my feeling, that um, I got out of the car, and I walked over, and with hesitation, but still doing it at the same time, like, so I don't know, almost an automatic or something, um, I walked over to where I was looking, I was standing underneath the craft, and I don't, 
I don't want to say what my friends were doing because I'm focused, you know, my, my memories go into just my own. So, okay. but I do have recollection that there's a good chance that they could be in the craft at, you know, at like somewhere they're with me perhaps. But again, this is, you know, I, that's speculation, but, um, you know, there was some kind of like fog or white light of some sort that seemed to just be like all around. Whatever it is, okay. it's just there, and you can't see through. You couldn't even cut it with a knife, you know. Like a mist, almost, or a I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's not a mist. It's, it's just like there, you know, just a denseness to it, but not. There's no feeling. I mean, I don't know how to describe. It. And, palpable and and I was air? actually, huh? Like the air was palpable. Would that be a good metaphor? Uh, you you know, it, there was just a thick texture to the air you ever walk into a room and there was someone in the room that had a big fight and as soon as you walk into the room the air in the room just feels thick with something well i guess at this point i wasn't really um well it's a while back you might not yeah yeah i mean i was actually i'm gonna be honest i was actually more worried that the thing was gonna fall on me (laughs) oh I, mean, I would, I too. The thing is hovering around right on top of you. That's I'd be pretty what, scared. Okay, yeah. I'm going from my hypnosis, and, and I do, re- like, while the hypnosis is going on, like, when I when I review it, because it took me so long to, I kept reviewing it, and I was embarrassed when I heard the hypnosis. I was like, oh, my God. I just felt like, God, hide me. Like, I was embarrassed. I just, you know, because all of this was coming back. It felt weird. I wanted my husband to be able to hear what I had discovered but i didn't think it was going to be all of this you know so it was very uh emotional i have to say for to say the least and and i kept thinking that it's so so like huge like like a large house some kind of a you know house that's just right above me not that far and i mean like is this gonna follow me i don't know just anyways it's just you know like all these things go through your mind and then all of a sudden I got this really like tickly feeling and I swirly like I'm really sick like my stomach and I just wanted to puke you know and and I felt like I was twirling in circles or something um I don't know uh it was a really horrible feeling and and at the same time I kind of knew that this would pass like I already Mm. had known it would pass because I had done it before Mm. and when I went up I ended up actually being up in the craft and I was in this room that had a tower in the middle of this room. And it was, you know, it was, it was appropriate to, I mean, maybe, a, I don't know, 12 by 12 room, but it's round. I'm not really sure, you know, the dimensions I'm not good on very well, good. but And all these little beings are just, oh, man, they were quick as hell. I mean, darting around, trying to you know, do things, but, like, I knew that they wanted me to lay on this table. Were they communicating verbally or telepathically? In no, way? in fact, I don't know. I just knew they what they wanted me to do, and I was arguing, okay. but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I was thinking the arguments or saying it at this point. I'm, I'm disorientated, I think it was, because I felt sick and scared and everything was happening so fast that I was there was a lot of confusion and uh so pretty much I came to the conclusion you know I can't get out of there I mean I kind of have to comply because honestly that's pretty much all I could do so um I got basically laid down and and 
in the course of it, they just disappeared. Okay. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, something, okay. I just want to describe it like Jurassic Park. Okay. This is just so, you know, ridiculous, but that's a heck of a stretch. Aliens and Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know. Like Jurassic Park with the, Hey, the we T-Rex. were talking about dinosaurs going off planet earlier. <laughs> I was just so, about to say that yeah. you beat me to it. You rascal. You, well, I knew you something was coming. And like Jurassic Park, when the water, you know, is sitting there and the T-Rex is coming and you can see the, 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 the and every, there's so much anticipation coming. And the baby arms. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of feeling. I mean, it was like, holy moly, something's coming and it's, you know, it's But could, could you thing. move, I mean, could you move like around? Could Were you able to see what was really going on at all or were you, I did you feel almost only like paralyzed? where I was turning to the left and I was oh. laying down. And I don't know that I was strapped in at this point or any kind of, you know, but um, I don't, I didn't feel that I had any kind of movement, you know, it was pretty much I'm stuck there. So, and all of a sudden I was like, where did it, you know, I almost wanted those little guys to come back, honestly, because I felt, you know, I mean, it's scary. <laughs> I mean, I knew something was, and then next thing you know, these two blue, sort of a humanoid, I, I don't know, reptilian um, beings come in and they're about, I don't know, seven foot tall or something, you know, and that's kind of the gauging without, you know, being laying down and all that's the way. And one has, um, now I, one I sense definitely was a male and that he had some kind of vest on. And I, I mean, I saw, I remember all the detail to the vest, but I won't go into that cause I know we don't have a lot of time, but um, and the other one was female, I sense, and she went off to the side where there was some kind of monitor system thing going on, and they were doing something to me. Um, I got I got a look at them, but it, but it took me a little bit of time. My eyes needed to adjust. It's like I was still like kind of sick from everything, and it was, I was scared to death. Okay, even though I th- I say my overall um, experience was positive, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean. This was not. This was a scary moment. Well, the, these tall reptilian aliens did they, they communicate with you in any way? Um, yes, it. They did not. Okay, it wasn't like they said, "Hey, Erica," you know what I mean. How but, are you doing, Erica G? Welcome right, to the craft. Something it happened something like that, right? in the course yeah. of it, right? And I ended up blacking out. They touched my forehead, and I blacked out. I, you know, I was very, very upset, very scared, everything. And in the course of it, um, I was given. If you want to call, and this is so cheesy, you guys. I mean, this is what I, I just hate being like this vague and cheesy. But honestly, it's this simple. They 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 gave me a message, or they were giving me the message, and I don't know. I I okay. When when it's happening, you you get this message, but it's not like it's written down in words. So you so sometimes it's I it's like it, up like it's uploaded into your mind. Kind it's of kind thing. of open for interpretation because you you just know it. It's like you okay. know this, like they just, you know, you don't have a chance to say, oh, well, if you have this exact word at me, but they, you know, the, the message was that humans need to get beyond the fear to get to the love. And, and I would say the love because I'm trying to figure out exactly the love I sensed was their love and also love for, you know, each other. The human race, the also the others in the universe, you know what I mean? That that universal. I'm not sure as to the exact when they were, but I, I got that message and that seemed to be a um you know, different things with the different meanings, you know, like kind of not just one. So it was the love. 
And you know, it's, it, it, it's not shocking you say that because a lot of abductees have uh, have come back, you know, with similar um, reactions from their encounters. So that there's a very peaceful and love is a message. Yeah, and I mean, can. honestly, I mean, it's just it's really hokey to to say it, but that is that is the way that I perceive the message. Um, there was no, you know, vocal vocalization, um, but and then eventually, oh, I can describe the the beings a little better. But they're, they're not the typical reptilian. I'll tell you that. Um, I mean, there's every detail I can see on their skin. Um, it's it's like the texture was underneath the skin. It was not a part like like I guess I was always under the impression that reptilians would have like sort of scales like fish <laughs> that's just you know i guess that was the way i perceived it and but this so i wasn't sure this was a reptilian and i'm i'm still not sure totally obviously but the the pupils were elongated and they were like like clear almost like glass and you can kind of see when they look to the side you could see it you could see the workings inside of it so it's not like they had a color to them okay um but you know i suppose there was i mean I don't know. There, it, it kind of looked white. Was the, the skin almost translucent in the sensor? Um, you could see through it a little bit. Um, okay. You could see the texture, I should say. Um, so there was almost like a roughness underneath that would. It's almost like if you had, um, I, I suppose, scales, and then you put skin over that. I guess that's kind of the way. Huh. You know what I mean? Like a. Anyways, and um, you know, very sharp teeth. Um, but uh, there was a bump in the, the forehead that had a huge, like, bump above the, like, for the brows, you know, area. And okay. that was, like, real obvious to me on that. Um, but they, they were muscular, but they kind of had, you know, I mean, they stood on their, uh, like a human. So, anyways, um, something happened, like, I, I, I got some kind of electrocution thing happening. Um, I, in the hypnosis in the actual hypnosis office, at the same time, I was actually somehow aware of it, and and, and my doctor, you know, verified that my hands were like they were um, strapped in, and they were uh, moving like I was being electrified, like electrocuted, I should say, and my, okay. my fingers were bouncing like faster. I could never do it. I can't duplicate it to this day. They were like. The nerves were there's something crazy going on. So that's whatever was happening, and they and, and I said they were fixing me. And of course, at the time I'm 16, I really didn't think there was anything wrong. So I don't understand that. But that's what my understanding of it was. They were fixing me. They were and, fixing you, okay? Yeah, I know. I <laughs> nice mystery, you know. I was like, well, I didn't know there was anything wrong, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so it. I guess I feel like I, I have to rush because I do want to get all of this out and then, we, you know, with the time. But um, No, we got 20 more minutes. So you're doing good so far. <laughs> um, so people say, oh, you know, she's talking so fast and everything. And it's like, well, yes, you know, we do have our time. And I, I, want, I really want to finish this so that we can get it out because it does – it means a lot to get to the hybrid child and everything. Um, so I was uh -huh. able to walk the ship with them and – when I got out of the ship, like when I got out of that room, um, the the blue. Okay, I can't forget this, and I do this every time. In the course of this, this is such a mystery, and I swear I forget this because it's so crazy. Um, there was a tall rep. Um, I'm sorry, a tall, sort of like I guess gray, a tall gray. 
that Paul was a okay. uh, hologram kind of form in the background that every once in a while would would you know show itself and and then it would like fade out and okay. honestly the 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 rep, the blue and the gray never looked at each other i don't know if they were aware or if the other guy was spying i honestly i couldn't even tell you what that was so i found that really weird and i can tell the that head of the forehead of the blue being as i call him was at the chest of the tall gray okay so whether the tall Gray was actually hovering or any of that. I could not tell you. So I just, anyways, I want to include. So we, so hold on, we, have, we have a blue being, a gray, repti- a gray alien, and reptilians. Yes, and wow. and the and the little grays. And the little grays, right, or whatever. I mean, they look different than a lot of people. They looked a lot different, but anyways. Uh, it, when you actually see the little grays, I mean, do, do they, because, you know, a lot of reports are they're robotic or they're android. Uh, do they seem android or do they seem like Oh, my God. Beings? These suckers were so fast. It's not even funny. I'm telling you, I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if these, I, I can't say, oh, yeah, they're the only grays ever, you know. But these, these, there was a whole bunch of them, like, I don't know, 10 of them, and they moved so fast, and they were going around, but they didn't seem to have, you know, you couldn't reason. I mean, it was just one way, you know? They just, they coax you onto the, you know, and that's it. I mean, so I didn't sense there was anything I could do to even, you know, try to reason, you know? With the other aliens, though, you did say you you did have uh, information uploaded. I guess is the best way to put it into your mind. Um, other conversations uh, were that you guys uh, did. Uh, I say you guys, but did these aliens um, communicate more than just the message of love. I mean, did they try to calm you down when they saw you were maybe nervous uh, or anything like that? Did they show any kind of compassion or any sympathy for what you were going through at all? And I'm talking about the bigger aliens, not the little yeah, gray the ones. Blues, um, the blues were the main interaction, and, and okay. they were, but it, I didn't notice as much like, well, it was when they were conveying that message, but I was walking behind the male blue. Okay. and I, I do hear the blue one. aliens are good. Good yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I was walking behind and I was being escorted and I don't even know if it was the female or what. I don't, you know, my mind was focused on, I thought it was going to fall through the the floor um, because we, we went and I, I I have an illustration that, you know, I'm trying to like make it a little bit more cleaner. But there was huge gaps on the right side, like I was off more to the right um, and I, I thought my foot was going to go through it because it was twice as big as my foot. And I was really, like, concerned about going through. So I, I just, you know, details like that are just, like, uh, you know, kind of stuff that I, I mean, I, I don't know. It just kind of bothers me because I don't know. Well, let, let, let's, focus, uh, let, let's focus here on the main, um, the main aliens and what they were trying to convey to you. Because uh, you, you did say that the blue aliens were a little bit more talkative. Uh, did they like verbally speak to you, like English, or did they? Um, they did, I mean, how did they communicate? Open their mouth and spoke, but um, okay. basically, I ended up telepathically. Going to the, I guess. Would have yes, been the, I went yeah. to the hybrid room, and okay. I was shown my hybrid. I didn't know. I just I discovered. I started bonding with her, and I feel okay. felt it was a female. Wait, and she hold looked on, like so, the blue, but only she had like a lighter Caucasian skin. I have very fair Caucasian skin, and so that, she was like a light blue. Well, no, it was it was completely like my Teal? skin tone, yeah. But only she had the the features, Teal. the facial 
and body features of the blues. So she had the, okay. the prominent um, forehead bump and the glass eyes and elongated pupils and all that. And I, I bonded with her and I was about, I was starting to get upset because I realized I wanted to take her with me. And um, all of a sudden a fe- female blue barges in the room basically and takes me out. I start to get upset and she calms me down by touching my forehead again. It's then when I actually discover through all of that that she must have been explaining to me that I've been working with them since, you know, a young age and that this is something that I shouldn't be upset because it takes a while for me to remember that I that I it's an agreement sort of, you know, which is not typical, right? I mean, I hear this later. And right. um and I have some kind of equation and this is Everyone thinks it's a mathematical equation, and I know there's some mathematical stuff in there. I know there's mm. a lot of things, but the only th- way I can tell you in, in a short amount of time and also is the fact that if you take, you know, a deck of cards and you put it on the table and you smear them around sort of, you know, like you're shuffling them, and uh, that's one layer of the equation. And the equation is three layers. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to say. It's like is it three, three layers, layers or is it three dimensional it well it's three layers of that and that's the way my brain's perceiving it um and e- on each card say you know of the table that you like for the one layer that's mm-hmm. like symbols that have all sorts of things with meanings or something you know what i mean it's like all these things and there's there's um symbols and meanings and and scenes and you know every, there's a lot of information there but for some reason it's three layers and this is <laughs> Let's you know. Let, let, let's stop right there, real quick. Okay. Um, this is something that kind of we touched upon earlier when you're talking about the uh, the whole water thing and why scientists, you know, only have one track minds. Uh, the conversation with an alien being who's not even speaking a language that you understand could be very hard to understand when you've never interacted with such a being. In fact, somebody made uh, an analogy recently to me, which I saw and I was like, that's actually brilliant. Uh, comparing us to animals in the wild, like, for example, in Africa, when there's hunters who go to Africa, right, and they're off in the wild and they're recording the animals doing whatever the animals do, you know, having their animal sex or eating each other or whatever it is they're doing. And, you know, to the animals, they're like, who is that, that weird guy over there just i mean they don't understand the concept of what we're doing there just like we you know we don't understand really what is going through their mind at that moment so having that conversation i'm sure could be very stressful and very weird especially at a young age oh now, yeah you, you, it, it was did, um disturbing but at the same time that's when it starts to open up and you start remembering that and basically at what what, what hypnosis revealed is something that is really a mystery to me at this point. And I am trying to look into this through all methods, even hypnosis again, if I have mm-hmm. to. But um, basically, I'm supposed to find someone who has something to do with the equation. And I say okay. him. I say I make a reference to a male, a man. Huh. Now, sorry, ladies. I always say I hate that, you know, women... Women's live well, here, but honestly, there's something something to do with a male. And what, if it's a, what if it's a woman that's transgender or confused? You know, well, whatever works. Feel for me. like a man. They feel like a man inside. <laughs> I know. Outside, I'm like, you know what? They weren't born with the outside matching the inside. You know what I mean? It could be, what right, was one of those? Exactly. And you know what? Um, I'll take any help at this point because honestly, I really <laughs> want to know. <laughs> um, no, but look, you, you said you got one part of the equation. There's there's another person out there with another part of the equation. Obviously, if you know the equation 
information is not there for you to put together, you really can't make heads or tails of it. Well, and that's, it. The, that's the funny part. I don't know if I have all of it and they can help me reveal it and, and un- or if they have some. I don't know because, of the. I mean, my, my hypnosis says it in such a way that it's pretty much um, – I was almost channeling at that point at the end, and then I go, that is all. I mean, the whole thing's just really, and then you should have seen, I got to mention this, because you should have seen the uh, therapist after I, I came out of my regression. Oh, His I can mouth imagine. was looking like. <gasps> Probably like Alan's mouth right now. I know that Petey over here, his mouth, his jaw's on the floor right now, right, Petey? Right. I mean, yeah, I, there I There he goes, he's nodding his head, yep. Shoot. I'm exactly. going to the paddy way. <laughs> you know, I really tried to not say. There's a lot of things that I withheld while I was seeing it in hypnosis. I mean, it took a lot. But I, I know. I'm just, I was, my brain's like going in and out of this, you know, conscious state, but like trying to maintain control because I'm kind of a control freak. Right. Same here. <laughs> and I didn't want him to think that I was insane so i'm really i withheld quite a bit from the original you know but i saw this and it's just like oh my god i mean seriously so here i am i'm kind of left with this mystery and and a message that doesn't sound so unique and but at the same time it's like you know what i i'm very passionate about it because i've got a mission i've got something that needs to be done and i just you know what I mean? I, I've said, I've been on a few shows before about it, talked about it. I mean, it's just like one of those things. And I'm looking into trying to going further, though, with this. And I'm writing things down and stuff. So, Well, are, are you planning to maybe write a book one day about your experiences? Actually, I, I am, and I never thought I would because I'm not ah. a writer. I'm really not a, you know what I mean? I don't, I used to have everything on the Internet. I used to just, I, I didn't want to charge people. I didn't even want to try to make it seem, you know, I just put it out there. And now it's like I just don't have enough, I, I, I don't have enough place to put all my details because what I, I want to do with my writing and my manuscript right now, I, I want to finish and find the equation. I want to fi- you know what I mean? I want to continue and I want to take people through it. And um, exactly what I felt, the smell of the place, you know what I mean? Everything, every detail so that it's like you're there with me. And that's that's my goal on that. How does your are are you married currently? Cuz if you are, how does your husband feel about this <laughs> I am quest married. Of yours? I've been married for 21 <laughs> years. <laughs> and um, he supports everything. Uh, it was tough though to listen to you know the hypnosis, and, and I mean it was tough because we we've never had er- earthly children. Dare I say, uh, we have dogs and stuff, and there are children, but you know we've never had, and so it was kind of tough. You know, I have a hybrid out there, but yet, you know, we've never had any, so it wasn't the easiest thing to listen to. I'm sure for him, but he I got a question. Okay. I got a question from uh, Nancy here. She wants to know um, about the alien with the vest on, and wants to know about more uh, about the vest. Yeah, um, the the vest was like this kind of a tan weave. Um, I actually have a picture on my Facebook page, um, and it's it's done. It's really good uh, rendering done by a friend, David Chase, and. Um, so may I get may I, may I say my Facebook page if anybody wants to I can post. Please it. do. In fact, we're getting close to the end of the okay. show. So please give your your Facebook it's, and your website address also. Okay. Well, website. all I'm going right now is facebook.com/slash Erica Getch. Uh, G. It's E R I C A G O E T 
T-S-C-H. You can put a one next to that, and you'll get my, like, public one, and then you can just take the one off, and it'll be my private one. But um, I'll put them on both. Uh, basically, uh, the vest, it had a, a unique weave on it, and mm. I guess I can't go into it too much more except to say there was some there were some jewels and a diamond-shaped pattern of, like, with some hmm. gems or some kind of things that, that actually was within that. Did it look maybe like military gear on his uh, on his vest at all? Or did, did he look like he was maybe uh, in the, in a, some sort of a military? You oh, know, that's a good to me, question. yeah, I, I don't know that, I don't get the sense of military. I don't even feel like it has, because the emblem was actually in the middle of his chest instead hmm. of off to the side. So I'm not, you know, sure that would really... It was pretty casual, and I don't, this is funny, but I don't remember if he had, you know, private parts, you know what I mean? Because ah. your, your, your body, I mean, you're not focused in on that. I mean, was he, was he wearing maybe some sort of a, a suit under the vest, like some skin-tight suit that went all the way down you just didn't notice? Or? I don't believe so, because when I was walking behind him, I, I smelled what I smelled earlier in that, and uh, there was something, and I'm pretty sure it's something he was using on his skin. Hmm. Or it was maybe his secretions, his natural secretions, but there was just a really strange, like, chemical smell. Uh, I don't even know if it was chemical. It's like, you're, you you just know that it's, there's just something you just, it's never, I've never smelled it ever before. I mean, it's it's unique, you know, to that. So, and I, and I realized it was coming from him when I was behind him. That was really strong in my mind on that. It's kind of kind of icky, but at the same time, you get used to it. Kind of like a man gym locker. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I, look, I spent a little time in the gym lockers, and they can get pretty stinky in there. That's but, well, that's sure. because they, you wouldn't close the door behind you. Well, yeah. We but do you do get that. used to it. You know what I mean? It stinks, but you get used to it. Not always. Not always. You should have gone to high school where I went to high school. You never got used to it. Yeah. I, at, high, at my old high school, it was like you get into the gym with like your mouth covered. And then you do everything really, really quickly so you can get out of there real quick so you don't have to smell that nasty smell. Like, you try to put your shirt on covering your mouth. Oh, dear that Lord, I, I hope they have Febreze there now. <laughs> oh, I hope they tore that place down and rebuilt the new gym. It was a horrible place to go to school. Listen, Erica, we're almost out of time. We only have a few more minutes. Uh, I want to thank you for coming out on Skywatchers Radio. Um, you know, you're, you've been a fantastic guest. And uh, we have to have it back on because it sounds like there's so much more that we can talk about. Uh, with your story, uh, please, when you, when you have some time, please contact us and uh, let us know so we can have you back on the show here. Well, thanks. I enjoyed it, and, and it was good talking with you. And Yeah, I, I'm just going to try to follow up with as much as I can and uh, write down the things because I know there's a lot more, and I do have more already documented, but adding to it as much as I can, you know, and I don't know. Just trying to keep it real, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, knowing what I know uh, in this field, uh, it's good to document everything that happens. Make sure you talk to your family and everybody else who was involved. And uh, like I said, try to get whoever's available and see if maybe they're going to the, some hypnosis uh, therapy. And uh, you never know. You might find a lot of surprises. Well, I have actually tried book. to contact a witness that I'm pretty sure was with me, and she blocked me on Facebook. So, oh, you know, in other uh -oh. words. Um, What'd you do? I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Try like I said, just uh, let us know. Uh, you know, keep us updated in the future. I definitely want right, to hear more you. of your story. Uh, thank you so much again, Erica, for joining us here on the show. Thank you, my pleasure. Take care. Have a and, uh, great night. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Erica Getch.
our guest for the evening here on Skywatchers Radio. Now, Alan, what do you think of her story? Um, I mean, uh, definitely an interesting uh, case of abduction. Whole, her, you know, the whole family being involved is kind of a of a peculiar. Yeah, one, that's huh? a little bit different. Uh, yeah, the whole family being involved. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I want to learn more. I want to hear more before coming to any conclusion. Definitely. See, this is why doing even two hours is uh, not enough. You know, well, that's why. Look, that's why uh, our Godfather here on the network, Art Bell, who did his show for a long time on AM radio, always did more than two hours because sometimes you get a guest who you just you know you know you just want to be there for like two or three hours and really pick apart their storylines. But we only have two hours, unfortunately. Well, We're almost a, out of you time. You don't want to pick it apart. You know, you don't. No, want well, to pick the details apart. So no, 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 pick the details apart and you know see right. you know the whole story. But we will have Erica back in. We'll be able to get more of the story, in, and uh, and maybe one day we'll have an actual conclusion of that story. Uh, but we're almost all, all out of time here, so I want to thank everybody who was listening in. Shame on you for not calling. The number was there available. You should have called in. I gave it out several times. Maybe next time you'll call in onto Skywatchers Radio. Again, we welcome your call, so please call in. Again, check out the website, skywatchersradio.com, and uh, keep up with us there. The podcast of this show is going to be on there pretty soon, the next uh, couple hours maybe and we we updated all the time for you folks so please uh check out the podcast download the show check us out on facebook facebook.com forward slash skywatchers radio in fact on skywatchersradio.com right on the left hand panel is a little social slider has all our social media check us out all over the internet and i want to thank everybody again including our Webmaster in Chief right here on, on Dark Matter Radio Network, Mr. Keith Rowland, for uh, making this happen every single week. And again, update everybody. Remember, pretty soon, we're going to be on at 1 a.m. We're going to keep everybody informed on that, so keep your eye out on darkmatterradio.net and psn-radio.com. Alan? Yep. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Hey, not a problem. I always enjoy co-host with you even though i don't say much when i do say something it's usually reasonably important you are my silent bob to my j um okay yeah i'll take that yeah kind of yeah guys stick around right here on dark matter radio there is going to be more radio coming up epic voyages is coming up and if you're listening on psn stick around also we got Open Minds with Alejandro Rojas on next. Remember, he's following us until we make our big move. <laughs> they were hyping. And then he's going to be before us. Yep, he does the quick flip, but great guy. We had him on the other day, and he was great to hear from and talk to, wasn't he? Exactly. We'll be back next week, guys. Stick around. Take care. Peace. Cellar 